Hey everyone, it's Adam and I am back in the closet for yet another for yet another interview. This is where I record all of my podcast and video interviews and today I am so excited to talk to Ben Jackson Walker who is making his Broadway debut in the new Broadway musical and Juliet. And he plays Romeo. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Adam Rothenberg, and for the past 14 years, I have been going behind the scenes with celebrities from the world of film, television, theater, and music. With over 1,500 interviews under my belt, I pull back the curtain for my guests to reveal their lives and careers. So without further ado, please welcome Ben Jackson Walker. Hi, Ben. Hello. How's it going? Good. It's so exciting to talk to you. I finally saw and Juliet a few weeks ago and it is such a fun show I have not been able to get the music out of my head obviously (laughs) of course um so this is your Broadway debut so I have to first ask what is it like for you to be on Broadway oh my goodness it is wild it's a wild experience it's it's so much more work than I thought it would be, and I was told it would be a lot of work. Um, and it's also like every bit as like gratifying as I hoped it would be, and um, has kind of just like I don't know. It it, it really has like opened up uh, this this part of myself that I don't think I really knew that I had in me, which is really just you know like keeping a show fresh every night, every day for you know over a year now. And um, and finding ways to keep yourself healthy and keep your body healthy and keep your voice healthy. It's it is truly no joke. And I hear a lot of people say, you know, it's it's absolutely the hardest thing you can do in the world of what we do, entertainment. And and I think that's true. Eight shows a week is is very hard. But at the same time, I'm like so proud that I have gotten to this point where I can say, like, it's something I feel that I can do and I feel comfortable with. How, how do you keep your voice and your body in shape for eight performances? Of my my warm up uh, every day. I have like a ten minute warm up that I got from my voice teacher. Uh, his name is Matt Farnsworth. He's amazing. Um, totally transformed the way that I am able to sing for this role. Um, and so yeah, I have like a ten minute warm up that I do before every single show. Um, I usually try to do it like at home. So I have time in between the warm up and the show for like things to just like adjust and get comfortable. I don't like doing it like right before the show. Um, and I, I have to watch what I eat, you know, it's, which is really annoying. <laughs> I can't really drink a whole lot. You know, I can maybe have like a drink on, you know, like a Sunday. Um, cause I have no show on Monday, which is nice, but, um, yeah, I mean, you you can't really eat spicy foods. I don't really eat dairy. I don't really, um, and especially not late at night. Late at night, that can make acid reflux. Sorry, too much info. <laughs> makes that get going. And so it's really that. And I think it's just listening to myself. And if and if I feel you know socially exhausted, physically, vocally, whatever, I just have to like really you know take care of myself and stay home and be quiet or do something. Um, that kind of fills me up. I mean, I love that you say that you you have to be aware of your of what's going on with you to know whether you can take that extra step to 
maybe go out if your friends are like, hey, let's go out whatever night of the week it is. And you have to decide how are you feeling, whether or not you could expend that extra energy or if you really need to reserve it for yourself and, and your performance. Yeah. Yes. And I'm somebody who experiences a lot of FOMO and I like to say yes to everything. So I really have had to get good at being like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm so sorry. I can't. <laughs> Which is hard. It's hard for me. Yes. Yes. It's necessary. Yeah, sure. definitely. And let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. I want to tell you a personal behind-the-curtain story that I may not have fully shared here. For the past two years, I have been part of an amazing community built for and by entrepreneurs called My Sexy Business. We have a wonderful weekly live streaming show called GME. Good morning, entrepreneurs. As an associate producer and roving reporter, I can easily say this show is for you, the entrepreneur who is in search of community and getting your questions answered. Our co-hosts and roving reporters share life experiences that will hopefully make you feel less alone on your entrepreneurial journey. We'd love for you to join us every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at MySexyBusiness.com. And now we're back. And how do you keep the show fresh? Because like you said, it's it's been uh, just over a year that the show has been on Broadway, which is very mm-hmm. exciting. And so how do you keep it fresh for yourself every night? We're kind of lucky because we have, you know, all these amazing um, people who are covering all these roles and who are in our swings that are going on. There is not many times where we have like the full cast, you know, as it was when we first cast it. Um, on at all times so there's usually somebody new that's in a new track or or sometimes you know I'm interacting with somebody who's who's covering a role and that really helps that really I've found is is something that can just like shake things up a bit or I'm like oh they you know they said this line in a completely different way that makes me feel like a completely different way that I'm used to feeling and it kind of like wakes me up a little bit and makes you really have to think and focus um and the other thing I would say is just, you know, like there are definitely times where like, you know, in a long run like this, like I have felt myself like start to not focus because I'm I'm used to going through, you know, the blocking and, and what I'm going to say. And that's kind of, you know, always the death of, of being alive and being fresh in the moment. So I really try to, um, you know approach each time like if I feel that happening I just kind of ha- before I step on stage I have to go back to well what is it my character wants right now what what is it I'm trying to get um because if you're focused on that and focused on telling the story you're not ever gonna zone out you know if if you're not then you're probably gonna zone you're gonna be an autopilot and that's not <laughs> the place to be <laughs> for anyone yeah I've heard I've heard one too many stories of actors who are like you know, during the performance, I was starting to think about my grocery list. And... Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's not good. That's right, good. that's not the place you want to be. Right. I will say there was there was one time. Um, this was maybe like halfway through, um, our like year marker on Broadway. Um, I. I, I don't even know what happened. I felt like I was focused, but for whatever reason, the next line I had to say completely slipped my mind. And I went to what we call the white room, which is just, you know, panic. All you see is white. You can't 
even you're panicking about the fact that you forgot the line so you can't think of anything and so i was just standing there you know looking at um uh the actor who was playing benvolio at the time and blank and just started making up things and then my cast behind me was of course supporting me and trying to like tell me what the line was or, or clue me in because it's a big you know bar scene um and I couldn't get, I just couldn't think of it. So the band took it upon themselves to just start the song, <laughs> skip the line, which I was like, thank God. Oh my gosh, I love that. That happens. Yeah, it happens when there is, when you are doing that many shows, there's always going to be a moment. And it's a good check in. It's a good time to be like, okay, let me just re check into everything that I'm doing. And so, how were you able to recover it? So, here, the band plays the song. How did, mm-hmm. I mean, within moments how do you get recovered so you don't for continue to forget everything yeah um i once heard that like you know the best actors are the actors with a short memory and i think that just applies to you know if if you mess up if something goes wrong you just have to move on you just have to forget it because if you sit there and beat yourself up and, and panic about the fact that it happened you're you're just going to trip yourself up more so you kind of just have to go well that happened that's funny oh well brush it off and then keep moving on yeah that's good advice yeah definitely. <laughs> now you are playing one of literature's most famous characters you play romeo in the show so yep. what what is it like to to play him i mean so many so many people have embodied the character of romeo in mm-hmm. other things so yeah. what is it like for you to play him um I mean, it's it's a role that I really love. It's a role I would love to play in the original Shakespeare play one day. Um, you know, I I grew up. I had seen productions of it. I had seen the you know the MTV Leo DiCaprio one, um, which is crazy. It was actually a good pinpoint for this musical of of just kind of like taking Romeo and Juliet and kind of spinning it on its head and seeing it in a new light. Um, but I think it's something where at first, when I first like got, you know, an audition for the role of Romeo and, you know, there, there's already a West End production. So there's already kind of, you know, a template for what maybe it could be. Um, and that's kind of a blessing and a curse, um, for anybody who's stepping into a role where it's already been done. Um, and I think I looked at it and at first I, I kind of took myself out of the running and in my head. And I was like, I don't really think that's me. You know, I don't see myself as this kind of Romeo who's like coming out of the ceiling and singing Bon Jovi and, you know, is maybe kind of painted as this douchey character or somebody super rock and roll. I was like, I, you know, that doesn't feel super close to me. Um, but I think when I kind of, you know, I went back to the play and and read different things about the show and analysis and stuff like that you know if you look at romeo romeo's described kind of over and over again as being kind of effeminate and being um super sensitive super emotional something that sets him apart from a lot of the other male characters in the play um and that's something i really kind of related to and i was like that's a part of romeo i really feel like i can bring out um this kind of overly emotional, um, you know, sensitive person that also happens to be a rock star and gets to sing these, you know, rock star songs. Um, so I really tried to, you know, 
bring those parts closer to me and bring those parts out. And I think, I think at the end of the day, it was, it was something they really liked and they responded to because they were like, well, that's, that's a different take on it. That's something that, um, we kind of see for the way that we wrote Romeo and thank God, here I am. <laughs> that's amazing. So it's, it's a huge honor and it's, and it's really fun to play a part in a new musical where like, there's already so much I can take there's already so many clues like there's a, a whole play I can read to be like I'm gonna I'm gonna use these things I'm gonna pick these things out like that's my whole moment before is the play and now I get to step into Anne Juliet which is a continuation you do sing a lot of great songs in the show like you mentioned you sing Bon Jovi um which is one of, I mean I love Bon Jovi and one of my all-time favorite songs is It's My Life and yeah. I'm thrilled that you get to sing it what is your favorite song to sing during the show? I mean, that moment is amazing. I think it's only rivaled by, uh, there's a song in the show called One More Try that uh, it's a really beautiful ballad that uh, me and Juliet get to sing. Um, and it's actually the only song that Max Martin um, wrote for the show. You know, everything else is from his already existing catalog that he's written for with many famous pop stars. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a moment in the show, apparently, when they were trying it out that they just didn't have a song that really fit for it. Um, and Max was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a song. I'll write a song for it. Um, and it made it into the show because it's beautiful. Um, and it really kind of highlights, I think, one of the biggest themes for Anne Juliet for me, which is, you know, second chances. It's getting a second chance. Um, and it's kind of the first moment you see these two characters who they're established in a certain way, you know, this kind of, this bumbling dude who always is saying the wrong thing and this, um, you know, young woman who is trying to, you know, carve her own path, who you see them come together and they kind of like put all of that aside and you see where that love really started and, you see them really grapple with it and doubt um, where it is they've been and try to move on to the future. Um, and it's a beautiful song, and it's staged gorgeously. We're like on a bench that goes up into the air, always off the ground in this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but that that's one of my favorite moments. That whole scene into that song is, is really fun to do every night. Do you, do you ever get nervous flying up over the stage? Uh, not anymore. I used to. It used to feel really unsteady, but now we have it, you know, so, like, worked out down to a T of, like, how to do it so that it doesn't move at all and we feel safe coming down. So not really. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Try not to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that One More Try is all about second chances. So what What is something that you have gotten a second chance at that you didn't think you would? Here's a good one. <laughs> a fun fact about me. I got I kind of, I got a second chance to be a big brother again <laughs> recently. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I never thought that would happen again. But um, yeah, I have a, I have a four-year-old uh, half-brother um, on my dad's side and he's, so adorable and beautiful. I have a little sister, Abby, who's um twenty. Oh gosh, she's gonna kill me. She's twenty two. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, four years ago, um, my dad and my stepmom had him, and he's 
absolutely wonderful. And it's totally been this, yeah, second chance or this thing that's come into my life that I never thought would happen. And it's, you know, brought out all these wonderful, amazing things for me and, and my family that, you know, I didn't th really think we'd have. So, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and really, really sweet. So going back to the show, is there a song you don't sing that you wish you could sing or you would like to sing? It's got to be That's the Way It Is. <laughs> I love that song. Yes. I love the way Betsy sings it. And it's a beautiful moment in the show and kind of sums up so many of the themes for me in the show of, of this, you know, character who's, you know, seen a lot more life than this character of Juliet has. There's actually two moments. It's that one and it's uh, fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Show where you see these characters who really have, you know, this um, this life experience and, and kind of like give that wisdom onto this character, this young character that is really kind of a younger version of themselves that they're seeing and they're like willing them to, to be strong and kind of like take their own path. And it's really beautiful. And I love both of those moments. And it's probably two of my favorite moments in the show. So I'd love to sing them one day. Wish I could. Now, you you did mention that at the beginning, sort of that there've been some, maybe some challenges that you weren't aware of in being in a Broadway show. Mm -hmm. What challenges have you faced outside of what we've already talked about? I, I've never done a long run before. Um, I've never done... Haven't hadn't done a musical, like a full fully staged one since I, the summer after I graduated college, so it had been you know, a little over four years I think, so it was really kind of like getting back on the horse, you know, or on the bike, whatever it is. <laughs> um, I had kind of uh, started to do a little bit of TV work, which was really new for me and also was very exciting, um, but this was something you know that I. I really had, I've known so well because that's what I trained in. It's what I'd done my whole life. But I think during the pandemic, actually, I had done a lot of work to kind of like separate myself from, from what I do. You know, I think for so long I attached my identity to, you know, this thing that I've always wanted to do and that I love. Um, and when it was taken away, I was like, let me try to find who I am more without that, you know, and not really, uh, try to focus so much on it um and so getting back into it i think maybe brought up a lot of those insecurities i had and i think so many people are perfectionists or, or think of themselves as perfectionists um but it's definitely something i struggled with for a while when i felt like i couldn't nail something on the first try or, or something wasn't feeling right you know i would get very down on myself and, and beat myself up about it and this was a huge lesson in and just knowing I was, I was accepting I was going to have to fail, you know? And there was definitely times like in our out of town tryout where like, you know, I didn't feel super comfortable in the role yet and was, was learning how to sing it and was learning how to track, you know, the character development of it. And, and there were so many, and, there, and it's so much, so much is going on, you know, you're, you're never like still in this musical. It's a lot of, uh, moving around um so it's a big undertaking for every role in the show and i think my biggest thing i had to learn was just like allowing myself to be bad before i could be good you know it's just 
letting myself fall on my face, learn from it and move on and kind of and giving myself that like forgiveness and being easy on myself. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from doing and Julia. Outside of you forgetting your line, um, <laughs> have you had any, have you had any other stage mishaps? Oh yes, <laughs> many. Um, there. Oh goodness, there was there was one that was pretty crazy. Um, where I, I don't want to I don't want to reveal too much, but I do during the you know my big entrance. I do descend from a ceiling <laughs> on a swing. And um, there had never been a problem with it before. And then there was one night where, you know, I was up in the rafters. I was ready to come down and the swing just didn't move. I got stuck up there. <laughs> oh, my God. It, with that, that was the one time it, it felt pretty scary. I mean, I'm they have me strapped in. They, you know, I really, really trust, you know, all of our backstage crew. Um, and I did in that moment, too. I knew they would work it out. But I, I didn't move, and the song started, and I started singing the song and then slowly stopped singing because I hadn't come down from the ceiling yet. I was just up in the rafters. And our stage manager had to come out on the stage and say I'm so sorry we are stopping the show we're having some technical technical difficulties and they brought down the curtain and you know they're all looking up at me all I can do is just look down and say hi bring me down soon um and got me down in a couple minutes and uh just reset and we reset at the top of the number but that was a pretty crazy mishap how do you decompress after the show I mean, when it's been nice out, I I like to bike ride home. You know, I get on a city bike, and that's just a nice way to just kind of, like, decompress, get out of the building. I usually come home, and I have soup or something that feels good on my throat, and I watch TV and take a shower, um, have some tea. I just, yeah, I try to do as little as possible. <laughs> Because it's a lot. I mean, my, you know, there's so many amazing dancers in our show that are part of the the players, the ensemble, um, who, you know, what they're putting their bodies through every night is is a lot. And, you know, we really need the time to rest. And we don't we don't have enough time to rest. That's <laughs> kind of the way it works, sadly. Um, but, I mean, I don't dance much in the show, but even my body by the end of the week is so sore. And, and just from running around the stage and jumping up on things and all the movement that we do is is a lot. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you really have to stretch and, and relax. And you're warm down for my voice. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I usually have a routine, and I like to do it every night. <laughs> oh, my God, that's incredible. When you want to take time off from the show... Is it like a nine to five job where you just say to your boss, I want to take this time off? Or how does how does time off work for a Broadway show? It's definitely not like a, a normal nine to five job. But basically you get one vacation every six months. So you can kind of plan in advance and we have a whole calendar, you know, and we sign up for it in advance. So you get like a week. Yeah, a week every six months. There's uh, a certain amount of personal days you can take, but you usually have to ask it in advance. Mm -hmm. And if there's already like somebody else out, it's usually you can't have like two people out at the same time. 
Um, and yeah. And then, I mean, if, you know, if obviously you get sick, you, you know, need a day to rest or something. And so, you know, you can always call out if you have to. And, and that's pretty important. I think there's always been a bit of a, like culture within Broadway of like, you can't call out. That's bad. I think that's historically been the way. And it's like, you don't do that. I think there's just more of a culture where like that is more accepted and it's like you take care of yourself and, and put your health first. And I think that's a really good like piece of growth that Broadway and the theater has gone through in the past, I don't know how many years, but, um, but yeah, it's important because we really don't get a whole lot of time off. And so you kind of have to like know when to take that for yourself. Um, and that's that's a big thing to learn, I think, too. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I don't really hear many, many actors really talk about it. It's something I've always wanted to know about because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like in in a, a corporate job or, you know, as a freelancer, I can just say I'm taking this time off. And right. most times it's not a problem. Corporate, right. there is a little bit more of of well, let's make sure that, you know, similar with a Broadway show, you you know, not to have too many people in the same department out mm-hmm. at the same time. That's that's a similar, similar totally. thing. But yeah, but it's interesting to hear about that process. Well, I know we have to wrap things up. So I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, which is okay. Burying It All with Call Me Adam. So if you were to bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't told before... What would you share with me today? This is so random. I don't know why I'm thinking of this. Um, I so I actually got to uh, study abroad in London. I was studying Shakespeare, actually. Fun fact. Um, and I was in Dublin with my friend. We were visiting Dublin. It was right around St. Patrick's Day. Um, there was this broken down canoe sitting on a river. It like definitely was no one's canoe. It was like, you know, a piece of crab. And my friend decided, let's paddle down this river in it. And so we did, we got in it and we paddled for like a little tiny bit. And then we got too scared and we got out. And I think as karma for that, um, I grabbed onto a bush of stinging nettle and then broke out all along my wrist in terrible stinging nettle and then had to go to like an urgent care and get, you know, lotion to put on it. So for the rest of the day, I was completely miserable. So let that be a warning to you. If you see a canoe and you want to get in it on the river for whatever reason possesses you to do that, maybe think twice. (laughs) That is an amazing life lesson to share with everybody. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining me today, Ben. This has been such a fantastic conversation. And everybody watching and listening, go see Ben in and Juliet on Broadway at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. Get to see him as Romeo and fly around the stage and all these other amazing things that he does in the show. Yeah. Please come. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Thank you, Adam. You're very welcome. You're very welcome.